All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Tonight. I am your host, Mad Dog Butch. Joining me, as always, the JT Southern to my DJ Peterson. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> None other than Brace Beamer. Yeah. And joining us tonight, a uh, very special guest. Extra special. A couple guys that I have known for, well, we've both known. For a long time who do a podcast of their own called remember when that we'll talk about a bit uh first off introducing none other than the scorpion of doom scott wood nice you there scott hey guys hey how are you appreciate you having me on really excited thanks for having or thanks for being here yeah we got a golf clap going in the background <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> yeah. hold on I, I got a golf clap gimmick hold on oh really yeah nice Let's, let's oh wait, there's no sound. Oops, <laughs> never mind. Forget about that. Our gimmick. I, I, I didn't have it up. ready. Uh, and also, uh, the other host of Remember When, none other than sadistic Steve Fisher. Another golf clap. How's it going, Steve? All right, I, good. Yeah, I got my hand cupped to my ear, man. I'm about to do the Hogan pose. <laughs> nice. Get that, golf, get that golf clap going. Uh, that's awesome. Um, now we'll, we'll talk about your podcast a little bit later, but, uh, you guys, uh, just, just to give kind of an overview of what you guys do on there, you do, um, you kind of cover memories from what, 25, 30 years ago, uh, from the Oxford area when we were all in school. Um, and you have done a, a podcast of your own based on, uh, backyard wrestling. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, Steve and I have been doing this for, I don't know, about four or five months now. And we just started talking about all these old memories. And um, it, it actually, believe it or not, was really inspired a lot by our youth and backyard wrestling. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We had an episode to talk about that and just a uh, ton of fun to talk about stuff back really 25, 30 years ago, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, I've listened to to your podcast a few times, and uh, I think you guys do a, a fantastic job. It seems like you guys have uh, have kind of focused more uh, on music lately. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Steve, you want to go ahead there? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I was going to say the podcast overall, we're basically just uh, telling the same stories or having the arguments we've had for the last, 25, 30 years, so we just uh, are recording it and trying to sound somewhat professional. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, music was a big part. We didn't intend uh, we didn't intend for it to be a music podcast, and it's still not a music podcast. It's, it's just as you described, but um, uh, music was an important part of it, and of course, that's, you know, it's always fun to talk about music and do some uh, countdowns and, and comparisons and yeah. Are you in contrast? So that's right. uh, 
it's been uh, it's been a lot of it, and uh, it's been fun reconnecting with with lots of different people. Yeah, that's that's cool. Now I should point out that Steve, you're actually in Portland right now, correct? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So yeah, because uh, Scott first approached me about this right before I was going to move, and I said, you know what, the timing's just about the worst possible because uh, <laughs> we're moving 2,500 miles in, in three hours in uh, time zone. And, uh, you know, going to be living in t- temporary housing in an apartment for a while. But uh, oh, okay. eventually it uh, uh, worked out. Yeah, I did, uh, yeah, did, uh, did move out here to Portland. And uh, we, we recorded some weird hours, but we've been able to make it work. Now, uh, now you guys, um, well, actually, Portland was like a big wrestling territory at one point. Uh, is, is that still going on out there? Is there still a lot of... Uh, uh, anything going on as far as the indie scene out there that, that you've noticed? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Um, uh, I was just having the conversation today. Uh, Portland is, is as a city, is a lot of a lot of transplants, um, you know, from the Midwest and other places, much like me. So, um, but I was talking with some co- coworkers, none of which I don't think were from from Portland, but uh, somehow wrestling got brought up, and I, oh, I said I was going to do this podcast today, actually. And I said, well, the first time I knew of Portland was Don Owens uh, uh, Pacific Northwest Wrestling and uh, got a bunch of blank stares. Um, but um, I, um, uh, that is how I, I know about it. I knew that I think it died in the early 90s. Um, the main sponsor of the show, which I believe was a, uh, uh, it was a car dealership or a furniture uh, store, uh, went bankrupt. I forget what he was, but the guy was famous, and I think he was one of Don Owens' uh, biggest uh, uh biggest um advertisers and that plus just the uh you know the natural expansion it, it went down in the 90s um and haven't heard about it really um from anybody uh but uh, yeah there's still there is still a, a a decent indie scene out here from what i know uh haven't been out to any shows um i think roddy roddy piper his uh his main um if not only residence is just outside of portland um, from him being uh, in the in the territory back in the day, I uh, I stalked and found where he lived. It's not far at all from uh, from uh, where I live. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, do you like the Portland territory better than the Ohio territory? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, there was yeah, there wasn't a huge wrestling scene in Columbus, Ohio, but I will say proudly, uh, one time uh, Honky Tonk Man was at an indie show, which I didn't go to, but I knew of. Uh, but the next morning, I was flying to Nashville, Tennessee, and lo and behold, on Southwest. And lo and behold, when I got on, guess who had the window seat? And then guess who I sat uh, two seats down from the entire flight to Nashville, Tennessee? Nice. The greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That's awesome. One and of my and, favorites. Uh, all of Famer. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Famer. exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No. Uh, I did try to talk to him, and he was not cool, and he didn't <laughs> want to talk to me at all. So. Now, now, Scott, you're you're in Ohio. Um, how how's the scene there? I mean, that was always kind of a hotbed for independent yeah. wrestling as well. Yeah, no, I'm in Cincinnati now. Okay. And I've been down here for about five years, and of course, you know, I kind of missed that prime time, right? Because uh, Ohio Valley, well, that was in Louisville, right? But that was, yeah. You know, Louisville is only about an hour and a half from here, so it's not that far um you had smoky mountain which you know is, is not that far from here either but there was quite a bit of a hotbed but really back in the 
you know, early days, even in the 90s, not so much anymore. Um, but then at one time, you know, I kind of missed that, <laughs> missed that when it was hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right. They still right. do have Ohio Valley down there. I think they just oh, yeah, signed they, an agreement with Impact Wrestling or something like yeah, that. Not, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think they ended with TNA, right? And then they just reestablished that, right, with Impact not too I, long ago, right? I, I, I think so. And, and word came out this week that they are actually trying to establish the first wrestling college uh like an accredited college so you could go there and really? and earn a degree an actual degree in like the different aspects of professional wrestling yeah hmm. yeah wow yeah i thought That's that was cool. awesome. all right um now whenever we have somebody on here the first question we normally ask is is how did you guys get into wrestling in the first place and, and if there's any match that that kind of stuck out uh, if you remember, like the point in your life where you kind of got got hooked on it, uh, whichever one of you guys wants to go first. Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, I was thinking about this. Um, for me, it was because I was kind of a unique situation growing up in Oxford. We kind of had this conversation where I lived on the uh, the west side of Oxford. We didn't have cable, so growing up, I missed out on a lot of that you know, NWA, um, you know, world-class stuff. I just didn't get it. So for me, it was really that WWF early 1980s WrestleMania one, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that's really where it was. And, you know, I was thinking about this more today. <clears throat> I was kind of thinking about this podcast is, you know, you know, going back to superstars or wrestling challenge on Saturdays and Sundays, that's where you saw your guys. Cause you know, there was no pay-per-view. You know, you'd get the, the Coliseum video tapes afterward. I distinctly remember renting those, like WrestleMania 1 at, at Buddy's house, but never saw anything live. But the marketing genius, really, of McMahon was what exposed me because I talk about this in some of our other podcasts we've had. I remember being on the bus and kids having trading cards, and you had the lunch boxes and and I even remember, like, I, I just distinctly remember, it's like a, a book fair at Clear Lake Elementary, reading a, a, a book on WWF, you know, when Hulkamania, you know, beat the Sheik, you know, and it was like yeah. the launch of WrestleMania. So for me, it was kind of that marketing, because you didn't get to see him every day. And the other thing that really stuck out to me that was just a treat, <laughs> because you didn't get to stay up long, was to be able to stay up late and catch a Saturday night's main event. Oh, yeah. It felt like you were just, you know... You couldn't believe it. And even though these <laughs> matches usually there was a, you know, there was a not a fit, a true finish. No one, no one ever right. went over necessarily. You know, when you saw some of those matches like Honky Tonk Man versus Hogan, or it could be Savage against Greg Valentine, and they might have ended in a count out or a DQ. Those yeah. were just great, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what what kind of got me. Now with a later phase, as as I got cable and grew up, but that's really my first taste of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of kids, uh, well, not just kids. I mean, people today don't understand how huge Saturday Night's main event was because any other wrestling that we really saw had had all the uh, prelim matches, or the jobber matches. So when Saturday Night's main event came on, that's that's when it was all pretty much main event, main event time. I mean, you know, from right. the beginning to the end, uh, which is what obviously what they do now. Um, but uh, so Steve. Uh, how, how about you? Um, anything that sticks out in your head? I, I do want to say this. A mutual friend of ours, I don't know if you remember this, 
uh, Jeff Kendall Nelson, uh, one half of the ACDC Express. Um, <laughs> he, he, uh, he, you guys went round and round because after, after like you were wrestling in the MWA with us, he would always say that, that he would watch it when you guys, uh, when you'd be over or whatever, and you were telling him how stupid it was. And, and you, <laughs> and you were always saying that, that you never said that, that you always liked it from the beginning. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing now. I never said that. Um, <laughs> uh, I certainly, that's, that's interesting. I certainly don't remember it, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem impossible because, you know, he and he had an older brother, Kurt. And so they were um, both older than me and um, we would go over to their house. So like, I do remember him like kind of teaching me about music and other things, you know, it was always cool to, to see some older, uh, older guys and uh, see what they were into. So yeah, he very well may have, uh, 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 had wrestling on, and uh, I guess uh, you know I, I'd like to I'd like to hear the uh, the audio recorded proof of this. But, uh, perhaps I, perhaps I, I said that. Um, and and uh, uh, you know uh, for me uh, it would be a little later than when we were hanging out uh, at Nelson's house. Um, much like a lot of it, it, very similar to some of the things Wood said. Um, but WrestleMania three three in particular. Um, I didn't go and, and I don't know why I wasn't really big into wrestling, but it was, it was so big nationally. And then of course happening in our backyard, right. it was big. So seemingly everybody that I know was there, but I was not, I still remember uh, a few friends down the street getting into the van to drive over there and being like real sad, like you know, <laughs> playing basketball by myself in my driveway. Um, <laughs> But, uh, so, you know, uh, Superstars uh, Challenge and syndication, we did have cable, prime time, you know, started watching that, and, and like Wood said, with, with Saturday Night's main event. And then one thing that really stands out to me is we didn't have pay-per-view, um, and uh, so couldn't get WrestleMania 4. Uh, later, we, you know, I, I learned to uh, take advantage of, of uh, family and friends that did have it. So we eventually started seeing some of the pay-per-views, but... Uh, WrestleMania four, I couldn't see, but that would, then that was the first clash of the champions for free on TBS and, right. um, that whole show. I mean, I remember it like yesterday, almost like a Pistons finals game <laughs> or a, a Tigers world series game, you know, just watching it on my couch by myself in awe, whatever three hours went by in like in like the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, but, and then especially that Flair Sting match because, um, you know, there were always cool aspects I thought that were cool about WWF at that time. But um, as far as some presentation and, and production and different things they were doing, but then the uh, that, that Sting-Flair match, like that was real wrestling, right? That was, right. Uh, that was the good stuff and just how that card was put together uh, was, was exciting and, and then started going to more live events and, and I was hooked after that. So did you, did you watch the uh, NWA, any of the NWA territories before WWF, or did were you hooked on WWF and then picked up the others? Um, uh, go ahead, Steve. Well, I was gonna. That for me, I think um, I think the way it went is um, I uh, watched WWF first, then got into the wrestling magazines, learned about the NWA. And then started watching it. But certainly WWF was first. I think really the magazines 
uh, were the connector and, and, you know, going back to Portland wrestling as well. Like that was how you learned about, uh, you know, Calgary and Portland and CWA and CWF and world right. class. And of course that was on ESPN, AWA also on ESPN, but those were some of the, uh, that, that was, that was the way I think that I started to get a, a broader understanding of wrestling. Yeah. How about you? Wood? Yeah. Um, for me, it was reversed because we didn't have cable, yeah. but mm-hmm. I remember going over to like my grandma's house in Lake Orion. And I remember the first time ever seeing WC, you know, world championship wrestling, NWA Saturday night. And it was just like this whole new world opened up to me. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. You know, the, you know, just with the, uh, the studio interviews, you know, yeah. the, the, the horsemen and, and Jimmy Garvin and, you know, it, it was just, it was just amazing. And then, but the thing that really just took it off for me, I was remember I was at my grandma, my other grandma's house uh, the summer and they showed the replay of, and I had never seen it or heard. I, they show the replay of Chi town rumble. Okay. With, with steamboat flair. Oh and yeah. It was just, and, and, and so it just totally opened up for me. <laughs> this is like, wow. And steamboat, of course, I didn't know anything other than WrestleMania three and, and the WWF. I'm like, this guy's a world champion now. He always thought him as kind of that mid card, not mid card. He's an intercontinental. He wasn't a world champion because that's not what the WWF was. They were always a, a giant territory, right? right. The big guys held right. the belt. Yeah. And this guy's a world champion now. Um, and then that just steamrolled um, the whole funk, uh, the whole funk thing with Flair. That was just like I was now on another planet, and now I had shifted. <laughs> this is this is real stuff. And then we finally got cable that summer. Oh, and then okay. it was just like finally I, I it was like that summer going in, I think our, our freshman year, we had cable and then I was then I was hooked into the Clash of Champions and everything. By that time it was probably the New York knockout. It was the I quit match with uh Flair and and Funk. But then yeah. it was like this whole new world opened up and then middle school you've got the um you know, the magazines and everything started to get into that. And that's kind of how you learned about people, right? Because you didn't know who Lawler right. was or you had to read them through the magazines. Or like you guys mentioned, Portland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Steve Kern, Kern, right? Who is this guy, you know? So <laughs> yeah. that, that's what kind of it opened up those whole new chapters for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like in the early days, who, who would you say your favorite wrestlers were? Either one. Um, uh, go ahead. Well, Ric Flair was, you know, I would say for a long time when you would ask me, I would say he was he was my favorite. Um, yeah, he and he was the cool one, right? He was the uh, he was the cool one to like. I'm trying to think of some musical comparison, right? Uh, uh, you, you know, certainly for you know a, a, after you were into wrestling, it wasn't cool to like like Hogan or a lot of those WWF baby faces. Um, right. So, Once you got out of so, the pajamas, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, then you had to like Piper. And I did, despite <laughs> yeah. not uh, going to WrestleMania 3, I did have Hogan Piper pajamas. Um, but, um, so yeah, Flair was, Flair was a huge one for me. Um, yeah, Barry Wyndham was a huge one for me. Uh, you know, the Horsemen, uh, through their different, uh, different iterations, were, were always uh, so, so cool. Um, you know, I remember loving the Heart Foundation, then Breath of Hitman Heart. Uh, loved Henny, you know. And, yeah. and that was cool because, you know, you know, they quickly changed him to Mr. Perfect. But, you know, you, you know I, I knew him before as AWA champ and all that That's stuff. That's who I so. thought you were going to say was your favorite. 
<laughs> Kurt Henning. Well, he was, yeah. He, I mean, he was. He was up there. He was perfect. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, look, you go back and look at some of those matches that he had. I mean, he, I think he paid the price physically, but oh, the yeah. way he could bump and just, I mean, he could, the way he could make make a match is so exciting to make anyone look good. Similar similar to Flair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean those are those were some of my early favorites, and you know, much like you know other things that would change over time. But those right. big posters on my wall, those are all uh, <laughs> well represented. I- I'll give a shout out too to the Legion of Doom. I mean, for the, the Road Warriors, not yeah. the greatest workers, but there was a time when you know yeah. I loved them like probably a lot of kids. Yeah, I, I think they were kind of a gateway, honestly, for a lot of people. Um, you know, if you saw those guys on TV back in the day, I mean, how could you? change the channel yeah really yeah they're like a yeah. drug gateway to people throwing other people around <laughs> and not wrestling <laughs> yeah kind of yeah sort of yeah, yeah. uh how, how about you wood um i always like savage um i'm going back to wwf you know nice. and, and we talked a little bit about this you know we talk about today like there's all these high spots and everyone's got to get their stuff in and um something that was just is missing and was back then was just the storytelling, the build. And another guy that, you know, I think everyone loved him was Jake the Snake. Yeah. You know, the guy didn't have to do anything, but he was a storyteller. He could talk. He was just, you know, and and he, and you know what the thing is a baby face or heel, (laughs) he was fantastic. Yeah. You know, he could play both parts. You know, sometimes you say he's a natural heel, you know, he was a great baby face too. Um, you know, I go back to when honky tonk man smashed him with a guitar, you know, as a baby face, you know, mm-hmm. um, but then, you know, um, you know, going into, you know, and Henny Fisher had mentioned him, um, and then transitioning into, uh, you know, again, I was late in the game on NWA. I always liked the uh, funk and, and the Muda, uh, obviously, oh, yeah. friends, but that whole, that, what was it? The, the Tex, uh, JTEX Corporation. Yeah, JTEX yeah. Corporation with Gary Hart. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but then another thing I thought of this earlier, which was always kind of cool, I thought it was different that NWA did, and I always loved it as a kid, because WWF was always, you had a, a baby face, always had to go against the heel. I always loved when, like, NWA would pit heels against heels. And like I remember, like like when Doom was kind of hot, um, Simmons and Butch Reed, they yeah. pitted them up against like the Horsemen, which were kind of they were they were heels at the time. It was Wyndham and Arn, and it was just kind of cool. Whenever you saw it, it was different because again, WWF would never do that um, at uh, the time. It was always you had to have a baby face, you always had to have a heel. They would mix it up, which was pretty cool. I liked that. Yeah, they they did. Uh, you know, WWF did do it every once in a while. It was very rare, but I, I just came across a match. Now that you mentioned that, just the other day, it was like right before WrestleMania three, and it was King Kong Bundy and Paul Orndorff against uh, Don Morocco and Bob Orton. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was. We. I don't remember what the, what the result was. Or oh yeah, uh, I think Orndorff and. And Bundy won, which was odd because because Orndorff wasn't even on WrestleMania three, and uh, yeah. you know, but Bundy was put in the midget match. Not not that it makes a difference right. because Orton and Morocco right. jerked the curtain that day too. But uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Was that like one of their 
vault matches on the WWE Network. I, you know, I'm not like aware. The ones they never showed. I, I can't remember what they call them. Uh, it, well, no, you might be thinking of the hidden gems, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it wasn't that. It was. I think I saw it on YouTube, honestly. Huh. But, uh, but uh, uh, so, um, so let's uh, let's get into um, the backyard wrestling aspect of it. Um, <laughs> you're you're off. <laughs> Now, now we we've talked about our our league a, l- a little bit, the uh, Michigan Wrestling Alliance. Um, now, now Fisher, you you first kind of became involved with with us. You were uh, a referee, I think, at first, or uh, actually, I think you were a manager at first of Bob the Bullet Downing, maybe, and then and then you kind of became the referee for a while. Uh, how how did you even uh, find out about us? Yeah, um, I, and Gene, maybe you can help fill in some of the blanks here. Uh, so uh, Gene's got a had a brother, has a brother that same age as me, Jeff, and uh, so we were friends in school. So I'm guessing that's kind of the conduit. Yeah, um, that was. You know, I think we were doing clotheslines in the in the hallways of actually middle school and stuff like that. <laughs> right, and, of, course, uh, of course. You know, talking wrestling, you know, being being good citizens of Oxford uh, Oxford <laughs> schools, and um, yeah, I think uh, I think that he he told me about it and was like, hey, these uh, you know, this is uh, you know, we do this in our backyard. I don't think that I. I'd uh, seen it, and then maybe maybe one time I was over at your house and he showed me a video. But I think the video, at least some of it, was inside your house. Yeah. And um, and then maybe some was outside. And you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that was winter, and then it was like, well, once it gets warm again, we're gonna start doing this. And uh, so so that's how I remember. And I mean, I I was hooked, man. I, I immediately thought it was cool. And um, I'm sure we'll get into some of this, but but. Um, you know, we then, you know, so many of those ideas were so creative. I'd love to, to pick your brain a little bit, Gene, how you came up with yeah, concepts sure. like the belts and the music and even the ring itself. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's how I first got, got involved. Uh, I don't know if you have any, any more details than that, Gene. No, really, that's about it. I mean, you started out really as a referee and you uh, eventually did some commentating before you started wrestling, so... You kind of you kind of okay. cut your teeth old school. <laughs> it worked its way up, yeah. It worked its way yeah. up the ladder. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, nobody, no, nobody pulled me in the bathroom and uh, you know, raided my forehead with sandpaper or anything that I remember. So yeah. I, mean, yeah, I wasn't down in the uh, mid Atlantic in the seventies or whatever. But uh, yeah, we, yeah, we were a little rough, but not brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so you did that with us for a little bit, and then then you, uh, I mean, from what I remember, you kind of disappeared from us a little bit and then and then i i think brace told me that that you had started your own your own league so um so how did that come about yours was the michigan uh well yours was the michigan wrestling federation is that correct yeah yeah so um here's a lot so we had a uh, we had a we had a world tournament and a u.s title tournament and um you guys um contributed uh very important back in the late 80s your um your video uh uh equipment uh so that was you know camera and the uh uh you know the recorder and everything so and then also some wrestlers so some of some of your wrestlers and i don't know why exactly um 
I think we just talked about it. We're like, hey, let's, let's start another league. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then so you guys did that uh, for a couple, uh, those two cards. I think those were the first year we started. I think those were the only two we had that summer. And, and then Wood, you might be able to fill in some of the blanks here because uh, then I think it was that winter we started like wrestling. You guys were no longer involved. We started wrestling in the basement getting ready for the uh, – the, the next spring once the, the weather turned again. But yeah, you guys, you were real instrumental in, in helping us keep going, helping, you know, build up the ring. You know, I mean, I did the work that you guys explained to me, the measurements and so forth. So <laughs> um, that's that's how I remember it. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Steve, before you keep going, you guys, um, you guys started wrestling with us before you opened up the MWF. Yeah, okay. yeah you guys, you yeah. guys did have some matches with us before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember what character I was or whatever. But... Sadistic Steve Fisher. I was. All right. Oh, the mighty Epimetheus was another that one. Was, that was later. That was later. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, so Scott, how did, how did you kind of get recruited into this? Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I was just kind of hanging out. Uh, Steve and I talked a little bit. I was kind of quiet in junior high, but I was a wrestling fan. And the only way I got in, I had a video camera. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once Fisher, once Fisher found out I had a video camera, he's like, hey, we're good to go. You want to wrestle? <laughs> no. hey, 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 let, me, let me tell you another quick story that predated this. So Wood and I, we were friends back in Clear Lake in elementary school clear lake rules uh, a a lutheran school for for three years came back to middle school and i said and then you know i didn't know a lot of people so we you know we got to be friends and then i was like hey man uh i had the class with him right before lunch and i said let's share locker combinations so we can get a good spot in line (laughs) and uh and uh, you know one person go wait in line one person put the books in the lockers and he's like no i can't share my locker combination (laughs) so uh so then tournaments that we were in no i wasn't okay nope Nope. all right nope i was not nope hell i when i delivered papers i wish i got wrestling out of it i didn't get anything (laughs) (laughs) you know you don't always have kids doing that back in the day no you know there's no paper there's no newspapers anymore hardly you know yeah oh right right now uh now were you guys aware i mean i've talked about this before but you know, we, we were not aware that anybody else was doing this, uh, doing the backyard wrestling until a little bit later on. Uh, I mean, obviously you knew about us, but did you guys kind of like look at us as like the only ones that were doing it before you guys, or, or were you aware of anybody else doing it at the time? Yeah, no. you, you guys were, yeah, you guys yeah. were the only ones. I met some people in the Detroit area later on, but uh, yeah, you guys were the only ones that well, what amazes me, really, I mean, and it's like when, and this is the truth, when fit, going back to podcasts a little bit, when we decided to talk about 
doing this podcast, I said one of the things we got to talk about is backyard wrestling because and and your guys is pioneering of this because think about it as 14, 15, 16 year old kids, 17 year old kids, whatever, for you guys to come up with this stuff. Yeah. Really groundbreaking and, and not really know what was going on around you. You know, I know we're on this show, but it's really interesting to me to say, how did, how did you guys come up with this stuff? Because we really just took from what you guys were doing and did our thing, but you guys are really the pioneer, really the pioneers, which, yeah. you know, in a town of Oxford, where yeah. no one knows what anyone's doing outside of a five mile radius. <laughs> right. it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I mean, the word gets used a lot nowadays, but it was all just kind of like an organic yeah. pro- process, really. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Grace could probably explain the beginnings of it yeah. as far as we go a little bit better than me, because I just kind of rode the coattails yeah. eventually. <laughs> well, yeah, we started probably in more in earnest as far as being a little more organized, probably like late 84 middle 84 probably wow yeah and we, we at the time we were just imitating you know who whoever was on television that may have looked like us or whoever was our favorite so we did a bunch of cards that way it just kind of snowballed from there uh yeah so like uh, how many I, I mean the one thing i mean we did it too was uh you know you had more than one character because maybe you didn't have enough wrestlers to fill the card so uh how many different characters did you guys portray back then each of us each of us yeah yeah each of you i'd say i probably had five or six right (laughs) nice yeah i was gonna say half a dozen yeah i mean you had your eight we had our (laughs) a-listers we each had one of those and then you'd have we each probably had a couple mid-card guys, and I think, I don't know, I think we are both involved with probably a couple tag teams. Because yeah. we had to make up tag teams. You have a tag team division, and, you know, I, I would say five or six. And we even had a couple jobbers. We were talking about actually texting back and forth about that today. Um, we even had some jobber, you know, uh, uh, intro matches, preliminary matches, whatever. And uh, yeah. we created a couple yeah. of those just to get by, you know, to get oh, people yeah. over, yeah, you know. We tried to make our jobbers the Brady, uh, the Brady Boone and uh, Iron Mike Sharp uh, variety. Yeah, oh, we yeah. want them to be somewhat memorable, even though they got squashed every time. Yeah, so they get had a... one. I, I played a uh, one that was called Homie the Clown. Let <laughs> 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 me color. Oh yeah. How, how many? Uh, how, how many guys did you have on your roster at at your peak? Well, so yeah, so at its peak, it's hard to it's hard to say because, uh, 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 Brace, I'm sure you, uh, you you went through some of this too, where you're constantly convincing uh, people that may or may not be wrestling fans to hey, come over, you know, don't worry about work, don't worry about your girlfriend, don't worry. Yeah, hey, I didn't have to do else. that, honestly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so so it was it was a constant uh, for us. It was a constant having to That's quite probably, a bit. I'd say we had a probably a core seven or eight that you could yeah. count on every time. Nice. Yeah. And then you'd have another five or six, you know, that were, okay. you know, we'd get them on specialty cards or, you know, it was a big one. But, you know, I'd say a good seven, eight, you know, co- consistent ones. Yeah, that was oh. kind of like us. I mean, you know, we had a, uh, we had quite a few that came in and out. Like at one time, because I, I asked because it's, 
you know, I just kind of remember this. I was counting them one day and, you know, I had my list of everybody and there were 13 or 14 and I thought, damn, it's <laughs> almost too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, yeah. so what did you do as far as like recruiting guys back then? Uh, you, you just, you just would like, look at like some of your friends and think, <laughs> think that they, you know, could like pull off a, a certain gimmick or you just thought yeah. that, thought that they, uh, <laughs> that, that well, they could do it, you know, whether they were wrestling fans or not. Yeah. I, I, I don't know fish what you, you can jump in here anytime, but I, I think, yeah, it was a lot of our friends and I think it was more of just hanging out on a Saturday. Right. What else were we going to do? Um, yeah. but I, I distinctly remember like the most fun for me, it wasn't really so much if, um, they could wrestle or not <laughs> because we knew, you know, it was going to be limited at times, but the fun part for me was honestly coming up with the gimmicks with fish yeah, and, and writing the stories and, and trying to look long-term, which, and, and again, you guys were the same way. You guys had great storytelling and it's funny because I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but I'm thinking some of the stuff that we were trying to write out, yeah, we were definitely plagiarizing what was going on and, and, and on TV, but at the same time, it's a heck of a lot better than what you see a lot on TV today. Yeah. Or storytelling. <laughs> now, I'm not saying the execution and the actual skill is there, yeah. but just, just the storytelling was fun to do, to put those to put those um, angles together, I thought it was the best part in the characters trying to come up with new gimmicks. <laughs> now, how far, how yeah. far would you guys, did you guys like script your matches? You know, you have the angle going and you know, this guy's going to win. It's going to be a count out, come back next week, you know, do a double DQ and then do the blow off. Did, did you yeah. guys, did you guys script them out or did they just kind of like happen? I think our high level stuff was scripted. Wouldn't you say, Steve? Probably between you and me, and maybe a couple other guys. Uh, yeah. But then the, I think those we had a vision of three, four months down the road. I think. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree there? But not everyone. Yeah. Not everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd say like you know back then WWF, the NWA, you know uh, storylines would get interrupted because you're jumping from one federation to the other, or you know some injury. I think ours was more, it would get interrupted because somebody lost interest or was going on vacation <laughs> a certain week or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. you know, you'd have, you know, you'd have the fishbone and, uh, you know, you'd have to fill, fill it in as, as, as you went along. But uh, yeah, we definitely had the titles, I think all, all sort of uh, planned out and uh, some of the other, uh, some of the other uh, storylines. You know, hey, I was going to add one thing too. Uh, 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 Bruce, you were asking about, um, you know, how we how we pick people. Uh, you know, Sonny Steve Austin on, on his uh, podcast will say, uh, yeah, what does he say? You know, it's just got to be your personality just turned up to 11 or whatever. Yeah. And I, I remember with some of our friends, again, some that weren't huge wrestling fans, uh, in hindsight, those were the ones that were successful would be like, you know, you'd be hanging out at school or whatever on the weekend, just doing whatever. And you'd be like, oh, you know, somebody would have some imitation, some voice, some stupid, you know, little little thing they would do. You'd be like, boy, if we worked that into, you know, a specific gimmick, that'd be great, you know. <laughs> like I remember we had one friend who wasn't, you know, a huge wrestling fan, but we had him as a boxer. And, and when he was there, like, and he was like this kind of like hockey guy and it like fit his personality. I had a cousin that would come in sometimes. He'd always be dressed up. We called him the fashion plate because – you know, that was about as far as we got with his gimmick, but it at least gave him something that he's like, oh, I like, you know, I'm into fashion. So that was something that he could connect with. So, 
I think that was something else we were always trying to do. Some guys we would cycle through gimmicks, not unlike, you know, the, the bigs, right? Trying to find that right match. Yeah. And uh, when you find that, that would be, it'd be gold. You know, it was easy. It was easy to set up the matches and the storylines if that was all in place. Unfortunately, it was just the constant, uh, constant figure, it constantly, uh, it was constantly work to figure that out. That's that's actually one thing that I wanted to ask you about because at, at one point, like when when we, you know, kind of did the the tournament and, and all that, um, you you guys, I mean, you had gimmicks, but it was not really like over the top gimmicks. And then and then the next time I I, I saw you guys, and it might have been a little while, you guys <laughs> kind of were doing like a little bit more like WWF style early nineties yep. type gimmicks. What uh, yeah. what made you guys decide to to kind of do that transition? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I think I think we like the characters of the um, WWF, like Steve said, to maybe try to give this person a certain you know character. Um, but I think our storylines were probably more NWA, you know, as far okay. as the blood, the more violence, the chairs, yeah. maybe a cage match, um, you know, Chicago street fights, um, you know, more of the NWA storylines, loser leave town, stuff like that. Um, but more of the character <laughs> of trying to create maybe more of a, you know, like I said, more of a character, I guess, um, more of that WWF. Would you agree with that, Steve, or am I off there? Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, we had a, a big boss man rip off for sure. Yep. Um, well, the, I'll and... tell you, I'll tell you the one that sticks out of my head is Tugboat Thebo. And, you know, if you really think about it, we think back, I think about what is the stupidest name. We call him the Titanic. Oh, okay, okay. What what ultimately happened to the Titanic? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, what a stupid name, you know? Uh, Yes, you saw through that. Well, he went on to be uh, that the the tugboat went on to be the Shockmaster, so it's pretty much the same deal. (laughs) Right. You know, it warms my heart to hear you guys. Uh, say that you kind of fashioned yourself more after the NWA product than the WWF at the time. That's great. <laughs> Cause that's what we, we were anti WWF. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. All right. Now, uh, now as far as gear goes, um, it, you know, starting out, we didn't have, I, at least, well, I mean, I, probably all of us, you know, you, you kind of just buy shorts, I mean, luckily, I mean, it's not like it is today where you can go online and buy an actual, you can buy wrestling boots, wrestling masks, you know, whatever, whatever you want. So uh, I I remember like a little bit later, uh, Fish, you, you, you had like uh, some cool singlets. And I think, I think if, if I'm remembering right, your mom uh, designed them for you or or created them for you. Um, Is that, is that the case? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mention three parts of my gear. Um, one that I remember distinctly, like you said, that we didn't have internet. It was hard to find these places. I was at the, uh, the Frankenmuth had, uh, did it have like a, um, a factory outlet uh, mall, an outlet mall? Um, I think it was in Frankenmuth. Anywhere, it was somewhere, somewhere in Michigan. 
and um, I found I'm like I was like a size ten, but I found size nine uh, pony boxing boots. I remember and, those. Um, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was like that was like a, you know a, a find, and I had a I had a, a squeeze my size ten uh, feet into them. So <laughs> is that why you always them. fell over? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was he, no, that was just lack of sports. Yeah, he didn't fall over, um, folks. I'm just kidding with him. He was an athlete, um, both of them. I was an, I was an athlete. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I remember getting a blue singlet at the uh, the aerobics part of the Lake Orion Kmart because I distinctly remember that because <laughs> I had found it, but I was too embarrassed to ask for my size, so I made my mom come with me and, and pretend like we were buying it for a sister, even though I was a child. And then, um, then I did graduate to, uh, you're exactly right, and I blatantly ripped off the Steiner Brothers uh, singlets with the half and half. Yeah, that was mom, cool. Yeah, yeah, but, but you know, and it, and it did turn out exactly, you know, I gave her the pictures and everything, it turned out just like them. The only difference was I didn't have quite have the uh, traps and the pecs of Scott Steiner, so whereas, you know, his his just seemed to like, you know, kind of like, like the uh, bulging over his entire body, mine just kind of uh, stood vertical over my, uh, my body, um, but, uh, but uh, it was still, uh, it, it, it was pretty cool. I still have it to this day. I have all that gear. Nice. Um, and you know what? I was going to say one thing really quick, too, is, is like, I, I got little anal on, like, uh, and this is, this is more on the WWS side. Uh, I got anal on like uh, who could wear what color uh, like like elbow pads or who wore elbow pads and knee pads and that kind of stuff. So I remember I would hold, I would buy it myself <laughs> and then I would hold it at my house. So I had this huge, huge. I remember after the events, we had this huge pile of clothes and gimmicks and whatnot. Yeah. And so I would I would have to organize all that for the next show because I guess I was a bit controlling. I wanted to make sure that it was it was put away in the right way and I could dole it out rather than somebody coming up with, you know, blue shorts, red, you know, and red, red, uh, you know, elbow pads. And then I was going to wear my blue singlet. So I would try to control some of that. I'm not sure it really mattered in the end, but uh, that was one thing that I remember spending time doing. You, you, you know what? That's actually, that's something that bothers me now when I watch old wrestling. And I always, and, and that's a question that I've had. It's like, how come nobody told these, like, like yeah. say you're watching like old NWA or AWA. The guys had the same color boots. They had the same color uh, knee pads and and, and trunks. I, I mean, yep. my my whole thing was if somebody's going through and it's the first time they're watching wrestling, uh, you know, they might have a hard time figuring out who's who. Um, and, and that was one thing that. So that's actually pretty uh, <laughs> pretty forward thinking there, as far as I'm concerned, Steve. Yeah. Unfortunately, without the internet, there were only so many uh, different color um, um, elbow pads and knee pads you could get from, again, Kmart and uh, Dunham yeah. and wherever else we were sourcing our stuff. Yeah, they're pretty much all your primary colors, you know, yeah. <laughs> plus yeah. a couple. I still got all, I mean, I probably got 10 sets of knee pads As a matter of fact, over. I brought, I oh, brought nice. my ring, my old, can... I dug out some of my gear. I'm showing it on camera right now. Uh, my old ring jacket that actually was gifted to me for my birthday from, uh, I think my brother and um, I, I think my whole family pitched in for this. Uh, it's a little worse for wear now. I need to get it washed. But anyway. Um, yeah, we spent some money on ring gear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. I, I, I remember Brace went to a place uptown. What was that place uptown? I can't remember the name had... of it. There was a seamstress, like a custom, like a tailoring place uptown. And I dropped, it was 179, 180 bucks to get the, get a, uh, 
pair of tights, you know, like the Tarzan strap made. <laughs> how about how about you? How about you, Woody? Where'd uh, where'd you get your stuff from? You remember? Yeah. So, um, you know, really, my I, I would say I concentrated more on my main character, uh, Scorpion of Doom. And I would say he was <laughs> his character was probably a hybrid between Sting and Flair. Because, um, because, and the reason I I say that, because in between matches, I would always get escorted in, I'd have the tie going, I'd have the sport coat, um, and the shades, but then rest, and it also kind of transitioned the ring gear, I had painted face, but my mom, um, made all my, uh, spandex and so forth, and kind of go into the colors, she would go to Joanne Fabrics or whatever fabric store and get all the fabric. So I had like the lime green, I had the 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 blue, I had the bright orange, I had the pink because I really wanted to. <laughs> and, and awesome. I had a and I and I had a robe. Uh, one of the robes she had actually uh, put sequins on the back, like nice. a scorpion on the back. Really? So she did she did all that and an SOD on it and everything. So that was really cool. And then so like I tried to kind of like what Fish said is like I remember distinctly the reason I did all that is we had like a annual event. It was a Memorial Day tournament. It was kind of like a Crockett Cup type event. It was okay. just more for, for bragging rights. Yeah. And um, I remember I had to wrestle four times. Well, every time I came out in different colored tights and a different robe. Jeez. Oh, that's and awesome. Different, nice. And different face paint, you know. So I wanted to kind of paint that image. So um so yeah my mom did a lot of that everything else i probably didn't spend as much time with but that that character i spent a lot of time and it kind of made me think about ring entrance too fisher and i think it was the one summer i don't think we went camping up in traverse city um we went and we spent a bunch of money on uh like bottle rockets and roman candles and uh, <laughs> smoke bombs for the pyro man the pyro. pyro we, we did yeah. pyro for our ring entrances and then we would throw those in the ring after like a new world champion We'd have the bottle rockets or the, the Roman candles, I'm sorry, all ready to go. And you'd have people, you'd see them in the background lighting them and everything. But we really just tried to make the presentation. It was, you know, it evolved over time, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, hey, hey, I was I, impressed I, I, with your uh, with your ring gear when you when you showed up. <laughs> I was. I thought I thought it was great. You know, because normally oh, when, when we'd get somebody coming in, they'd you know, generally haven't built their ring gear up and then you're kind of just like a drag and drop. It's like yeah. you came out of a, uh, like a bubble wrap toy and yeah. just <laughs> dropped in there. Yeah. We had, a, we had a lot of uh, guys just wearing the old like colored shorts with the white trim around them. Yeah. <laughs> that was their ring gear. Uh, hey, I want to, I want to add a couple things on the, you know, the pre-internet days. So I remember, um uh halloween was your only time to get your different colors of paint so oh, yeah. you know we'd have to make sure <laughs> yeah. you know hey how much how much you got left in this tube so we have to coordinate that and similarly like wood just said with the fireworks right fourth of july we would say oh yeah you know, okay is this going to be enough because back then that's only time that's the only time you could easily uh get those things i'm sure if you live near detroit there's probably a makeup or a, you know a costume store you could get that stuff. It maybe it even existed by us. We didn't know about it. So yeah, uh, we did the again Kmart. Right, we Kmart, did the same right. thing. Stocked up around Halloween. If we ran out, there was a place in Lake Orion that had some gimmicks. I got some flash paper to throw fire from there before. Nice. Oh really? Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh, now you guys like us. I mean, you guys obviously recorded all this stuff. Um, I, I've only seen you put out like a couple gift style uh stuff from from 
from your league. Uh, you know, just like a couple moves that just kind of repeat. Um, what what are you, you planning on doing? Doing anything with any of that stuff, or or what? All right, all right. hey Mad Dog. Let me say right now, at least those first two cards we did. Yeah. I give you license to bother me, to message me every day, every hour until I get those to you. And now I'm going to give you my 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 excuse here. I um I I we so. Uh, sure, just like you guys, right? We were actually fairly organized. Um, I have them on six uh, videotapes. Okay. And then uh, I know now if this was this was eleven and a half years ago because my oldest uh, child is eleven and a half. He was born early, and I was in the process. I had digitized them all, and back then I was putting them on iDVD, and I was putting them on on DVD. Well, my wife went into labor early. I never finished them. And and they were the old school hard drives you plug in, and um, actually my mom has those. She's actually bringing them out in a few weeks. Nice. Um, so, but and that has a raw footage. But then just recently, um, I got a I got a much simpler uh, you know converter. I got my my rig all set up. I Im- I imported uh, and I, my my intention was to import lots of things. I imported one football uh, video, and that's all I've done. Okay. But it's so easy. So. I need to uh, get those to you guys, and um, just, 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 I'll just rip it as is. But um, so we got about half of them on DVD. I've got um, all kinds of stuff again that I never finished. That at this point is fairly obsolete. But um, yeah, that's that's where it sits. And uh, you know, back twelve years, eleven and a half years ago, I did go through all of it, <laughs> and I tell you, some of it was surprisingly good. Some of it was just painful to watch. It was just so <laughs> awful. And um, then you know, now as you're older, some of the some of the things that were the most entertaining were things that were never intended to be entertaining. But it's just funny to see like you know people the different little personality quirks or whatever that kind of come out you right. know in, in in when you're playing the character. So those were some of the things that that you you had meant, you mentioned Mad Dog that I kind of just threw out there. YouTube was so early when I was doing that. And I was just throwing them out there just as a <laughs> as a as a joke, um, oh, okay. with the intention of finishing those. And so, um, yes, let me. Uh, I I will commit. Let's say by the end of this month. Well, I, those first two. Whoa. Okay, that's yeah, fantastic. Well, All right, whoa. that's fantastic. I was. <laughs> that's not why well, I was. Tournament, U.S. tournament. <laughs> All right, that's not why I was asking. But uh, now, <laughs> now, do you have any of the other other guys bothering you about it, or or no? The guys that wrestled with you. No. No, really. <laughs> I did mail out some of the, the DVDs that um, back when I was doing that originally, some of the other ones, and I'm sure some of their uh, wives who had no idea what these were just threw them in the trash. So, oh, uh, nice. no, I don't. Uh, a few of us will, will, will talk about it, but wouldn't I, you know, and, and, and laugh about it, but I think wouldn't I are the ones that by far talk about it the most. <laughs> uh, now, uh, do you guys have any uh, any favorite opponents or or any favorite matches that you guys personally had that uh, that kind of stick out in your mind? I would say I would say it was between Steve and I. I mean, the Scorpion Steve Fisher matches. We we've spent hours and hours scripting those, so <laughs> okay. we did. I mean, we that was the feud of the feud, and we had a one 
I don't know. It was one we had a double ring um, card. Nice. You did a one, two ring yeah. card. That's awesome. We we, we, did, we did. It was called Fall Brawl Double Trouble. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, we were the we were the main event. I was the champion. Fish was. And we had already, and the it was kind of cool. We had a loser leave town before that between two other guys. They took one of the posts, it, it broke and busted and everything. It was kind of a cool added feat. Falls cost it. So we were down to one ring. But uh-huh. Fish and I, I think you and I did. We did. We we have. It was like you hear Macho Man and Flair rehearsing that match, you know, at WrestleMania. Or, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was kind of like that. I don't know how many hours we spent in the backyard oh. rehearsing that match. We had every move down. Um, before we went live, I mean that was one that sticks out to me, Fish. I don't know about you. Yeah, that that's 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 what I would say. Um, you know, yeah, that that I would say by far. You know, another great one that I remember was um, we had the natural disasters again. Um, don't know where we got that name from, but uh, <laughs> that's unique. Uh, which was which was a tag team um, that a couple guys, Mike Randall and Todd Thibo, uh, who was mentioned earlier, um, uh, were, and then, and they had these cool outfits and everything, and Randall's like a black belt, and um, so he, um, really athletic, and then um, the Japanese Bombers, which was um, Paul Bapel and myself, and uh, they won the belts from us, I think it was two out of three falls, but yeah. that was fun that I remember when I watched it a while back, it was just like, wow, this was, I don't know, there was just some good pace, you know, pacing, and, and, uh, you know, exciting moves, and, and it was three falls, but it wasn't super long. Okay. Um, they kind of, you know, took our time, time to a degree. Um, yeah, we were doing some cool stuff at the end, and then we people just lost interest, not necessarily matches, yeah. but um, we had, what was it, with the Michigan Mafia? Yeah, and, that, that's where it started to heat up. Our storylines got better, and then it ended. Like, no one wanted to do it anymore. I developed a stable, and it was the Michigan <laughs> yeah. Mafia, and I had, like, four. And then we had one guy turn heel on on Fisher, and, and we it was really starting to get going. Um, and then, and that's kind of the it was like about a month later it was done, you know, oh, um, yeah. it just kind of fizzled yeah. out on us, but we had some really good story. Like eventually I think what was going to happen is Fisher and I were going to finally have a blow off. I was heel, but we were going to have a Chicago street fight. I remember us talking about, cause Fisher, <laughs> you were in the midst of shaving your head anyway. That's, <laughs> the story. That's right. And we were going to have a Chicago street fight, um, uh, hair match. And I was going to go over and we had it all planned out. We were going to have flannels. We had the jeans ready. It was you know, the cutoff sleeves. Nice. We were ready to go, and it never happened. It never happened. I would have loved to see the old haircut. Free out, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> what was kind of fun, though, I remember, I'm not trying to fast forward too much. What was fun is you guys had that card later, like a year later, and I think you guys invited us over, yeah. and we were able to have a match there, which that was a lot of fun. I wanted to um, ask to you about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because when, when you guys, when you, when you guys came to that card, like there was a marked improvement. I mean, like I remember commentating and just getting into it, you know, cause that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's how we did it. So I just remember like seeing you guys and it's like, man, they got a lot better. Yeah. I, I was, I was wondering if, if, if you guys had just worked enough at the time or did you pull a script? I don't even know if you'd remember the match, but. Did you use part of your script for that match, or you, had you guys just wrestled enough, or you just go in there and do it? I think we were just comfortable with each other. Yeah. I don't think we had that because I think it was—I don't know if it was a double DQ or not—but 
I just felt comfortable with Steve, you know, at that point. Yeah. I yeah. think we had done so much together. I don't know. Do you remember it more, Fish? Yeah, I, I don't. Honestly, uh, we, we've talked about it on Mad Dog. We've talked about it a little bit. But, um, yeah. I mean, we were – and you got to think, too, like, just, just athletically, we were – whatever year two older uh you know playing sports oh, yeah. so you know that might have factored in as well but yeah definitely we like like wood was saying i mean we spent so much time both wrestling and re, you know and, and practicing and not only that talking and critiquing right i always felt you you got better something that you thought was thought was good you go back later and watch it it was like oh that wasn't and then something else that you didn't realize might have really uh worked and so uh, that was something else i know that, that scott and i did but uh yeah i think it was just all those things that uh yeah just kind of kind of came into play and you guys were i mean here's what i remember you guys were i mean you were doing drop drop kicks you yeah. guys would do pile drivers you would do suplexes um which once in a while yeah. we would pull some of that stuff out, but you guys were always more athletic yeah. and high flying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we just had yeah, you more guys. years of experience, yeah. though. You know, I mean, that was the deal. It's like once everybody. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, we should point this out. You guys were a few years younger than us. Uh, also, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, you guys are being a little bit self-deprecating, but. Uh, but 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 really, if you have seen a lot of the other backyards, not not us or 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 you know you guys, but even your guys earlier stuff, if you see some of the backyard stuff that that's out there, um, it it wasn't bad. <laughs> I mean I mean really, mm-hmm. I I think that that we were all kind of head and shoulders above some of the other stuff. Like I, I mentioned this to you before. Yeah, I don't know if any of you have ever got a chance to see that. I think it's called NWF Kids Wrestling. Um, I, I don't remember what state they were in, but they were they actually predated us uh, a little bit, and um, you know they had their own studio and and uh, they they'd put on these big cards at the high school, and the wrestling was just god awful. Um, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 really like a lot of the stuff out there is just bad. I mean, granted, we weren't doing a lot of the stuff that they're doing now. I mean, backyard has kind of become synonymous with with stunts and and the hardcore yeah, and what's be- and yeah. And obviously, we weren't doing stuff like that. I mean, we were pretty safe. Uh, but uh, but I mean, have you guys have you guys seen a lot of like other backyard stuff or or, or no? I haven't really studied it that closely. Um... No, I, I, but I know, you know, it's funny. It's just, to me, I, I it was kind of after all this stuff that kind of we quit and, you know, during the Attitude Era and all that, you start hearing about all this stuff. And it was like, are you kidding me? You know, it was like, like you said, I didn't realize at the time, and I didn't really go back, like you said, did I watch it? No, I didn't realize all this stuff was actually going on. That's what, again, giving you guys a ton of credit <laughs> for what was going on at that time, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's pine because you didn't, yeah. there was no internet. There was no communication like it is today. You guys just did this stuff. Yeah, we thanks. went off you guys. We went off you guys, but this stuff was going around. And, it, you know, like you said, it wasn't very good. Um, it's pretty impressive. It really, I mean, I say, that's why, again, no, I'm, I, po- yeah, no, I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying all of us, including you guys, is, yeah. I, I mean, I think we were just way ahead of our time. Not to, toot our own horn but beep beep beep. but uh we were just i mean comparatively uh from from other stuff that i've seen i i mean i i think we were like 
way ahead uh, of the curve. Hell, we were better in Bruiser Bedlam. I mean, I mean, you guys too. Well, yeah, and I, I would go back to storytelling a little bit. It was kind. Of, I talked to Fish about this before. I think we've talked too. Is the storytelling and the build? I think as, as kids, we kind of we got it. Like I remember distinctively one time. Fisher wasn't there. He was furious. <laughs> and, and we set up a card. He was out of town. And we set up a card on our on our own. Was and, it in uh, Fisher's Jason, yard? Jason Filan, Jason Filan had a, a ring out at his house. Oh. And we went out and did it. And we did it out there while he was on vacation. He was furious. But anyways, <laughs> the whole the whole premise, the whole prem, he was he was like Vince McMahon. But the whole premise was I was champion. I was a heel, and we had this new character. It was a wild Samoan, and <laughs> And we want, I want to get him over and we did a, we did an eight man tag main event and he, I let, and I let him pin me okay. and it was like a newcomer, but it was kind of that psychology. I just remember like watching NWA where Flair would do that, right? Flair was a champ, but he would get beat in those tag matches, but oh, yeah. it was just stuff like that to get other people over. I think it was weird at 14, 15, 16 years old, like I said, to understand kind of the storytelling that was always the fun part that that to me was just that was fun you know yeah yeah i mean that, that's one thing looking back that that kind of amazes me now that now that like pretty much everything's exposed and you hear about you know whether it be shoot interviews or other people's podcasts and you pretty much know everything that went on behind the scenes for the most part uh that's one thing that always kind of amazed me is like we were doing the same stuff we didn't know it, yeah. but all the we same, all the same kind of stuff was going on behind the scenes. Uh, the deals that were made, uh, to, you know, to bring people in, or even like the combination of of our leagues and and, and then ICP's league, um, the NAW at the time, just just that whole the whole thing, and then and then ultimately that all kind of falling apart. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's exactly what happens whenever the big leagues try to try to have joint um cards as well yeah exactly yeah, super, super clash yeah yeah yep exactly <laughs> yeah to further you know add on to what uh mad dog said over here there's still times where you know because when we got out and started working with other promotions you know working with all the different groups you just you see things that it's like, man, we did this better than they do now <laughs> as far as, like, organizing or, or whatnot. And then you see things on TV, like, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s that we were doing, like, in the late 80s that just hadn't, like, percolated up the food chain yet. So <laughs> it's pretty cool because you just – I I every once in a while I'll think of something and, like, oh, man, yeah, we were the first to do that. We did that 20 years before they <laughs> – <laughs> cool. yeah. yeah yeah for sure uh now awesome. now I, sh I should mention um you know i mean a couple of people have kind of moved on that wrestled with us uh one of the the only ones that stick out of my head that actually moved on to wrestling well a couple of them they were kind of together um was john Wee moore who ended up being a referee in ecw and all around and uh steve nixon who ended up going to, I believe, Al Snow School and, and wrestled on the independent scene for a while. But uh, but you brought him over to the MWA, and he wrestled uh, with us uh, once or twice. Um, how did you get involved with with him 
and uh, did and they had their own league. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So th- they were out of Troy and um, Troy, Michigan, and um, Coach Kurt. Uh, he was a promoter. He had a wrestling line and so forth. Um, he was doing a local TV taping on John Iyer right by the open mall um, at some point, you know, probably like my junior year of high school. And, um, and I met them there. They were just fans sitting in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the seats, but we got talking afterward and yeah, they said they had this wrestling league with, that was in their, their basement. Um, I know I wrestled there once. I don't know if I wrestled there more than that. I don't, think I did um, but we would see each other at shows um, and then uh, around that time I was I was going with some other friends to um, to shows down in Lima Ohio and Wapakoneta Ohio and it, what it was is indie shows put on by Al Snow uh, this was before he came to WWE or anything right and um, so yeah so I learned Al Snow had a school and those two guys I think they were a year ahead of me in high school and I know in fact I know they were okay and so yeah Steve uh, was was training to be a wrestler John was training to be a uh, a ref and uh, in fact I begged my mom to let me go to, to, to Al Snow's school um, <laughs> but she told she told me she'd pay for it if I got a bachelor's degree so um, uh, so uh, she got me there. Uh, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, this is where I was supposed to, uh, you know, betray everything and move down there with, you know, my belongings in a in a pillowcase or whatever. But uh, that's not how. <laughs> but you were too out. smart for that. I actually, I actually got the same offer from my parents. But oh, really? Uh, yeah. But uh, but I, I, I was like, man, uh, you know, once because I bothered them and bothered them. And finally they were like, yeah. And then once they said, yeah, then I was kind of like, well, you know, what if I don't what if I don't like it <laughs> and I, I don't want to yeah. waste their money, you know, so so I didn't. But uh, and I'm 5'10", you know, back then that I always knew that would be a limitation. Um, but uh, yeah, I went to Al Snow's uh, school at least once, and then he would let us get in the ring and stuff before or after shows or whatnot. Nice. And um, so yeah, but then you know, I'll be honest. Like after high school, uh, at least after first year of college or so, I I, I lost the uh, yeah I, I stopped watching wrestling for a long time, and um, you know my wrestling fandom is pretty much uh, it's it's tracked when wrestling is at its least important, uh, least uh, relevant or least popular. So like, uh, you know, the whole, the whole attitude era, I learned by watching DVDs after the fact um, really? for the yeah. most part. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was like, man, I saw, I saw a study Steve Austin in front of a hundred people down in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Oh, now he's yeah. the biggest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Oh, it's right. kind of like um, me. I like all the, all the older, you know, smaller type stuff, which is probably the yeah. same way, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. That was memorable because I did uh, Saturday morning TV taping, 100 people, gentlemen, gentlemen Chris Adams and uh, Sonny Steve Austin had their big program going. That was so fun. That's awesome. Um, oh, that's cool. But, um, but I, uh, yeah, so, so really, to be honest, after the fact, um, I don't know, you guys somewhere along the way, they're like, yeah, these guys are in ECW and stuff. So, yeah. um, I, I recently uh, hit Steve up on, on Facebook, so we're friends, but I haven't talked to them in years. Oh, okay. Now, now Scott, did you have any uh, inkling? I mean, were you... Did you have any uh, desire to continue or maybe pursue an actual career in wrestling? 
No, I never did. Um, I did go down to ski a couple times down to like Lima. I remember a couple times, you know, when he was helping with the ring and stuff like that. But as far as getting involved, I never did. No. Oh, okay. All right. Is there anybody in in like say the uh, MWF that that you thought might uh, move on and, and pursue a career in in wrestling yeah. besides besides you two? Yeah, I think by the end, no. I mean, it was, I mean, again, it just fizzled. I think everyone just kind of lost interest. Steve, I don't know if you had anyone that stuck out. I mean, we had some athletes, but as far as anyone really wanting to go pursue it, I, I don't recall anyone, do you? No. No, I don't. You guys, you know what? I, I keep hearing, like, the end. And I listened to the podcast with uh, with Mad Dog Butch, remember when. As I think my favorite podcast of all time, I was telling Butch. <laughs> <laughs> Still a mad dog. I probably listened to that thing like four or five times, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, cause I think the end, the end of it all came because of football because yeah. you guys, you know, and my brother, you guys played yep. football. And once you got, you know, you started getting to be like a junior, a senior, it was all football and you weren't going to risk it. <laughs> weren't going to risk getting hurt with wrestling. Cause that, that was a conversation I had with, with, uh, with my brother. He's like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think we're going to wrestle anymore because of football. So did that come into play? Yeah, that's a good point, Fisher. I don't know. I mean, I didn't play, but I know a lot of the guys did. And I know when we hung it up, it was really going into our junior year. It was right before our junior year when we hung it up. Do you think that played a factor, Steve? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, uh, it's funny because our, our coach, some of the Oxford football coach uh, to this day, uh, Coach Bud Raleigh, um, he was he loved he loved that. In fact, when I've seen him, he still talks about it. He knew that we would we do this backyard wrestling and like oh, one really? time he had me dress up as yeah one time he had me dress up as ultimate warrior and we put the ultimate warrior on the ring and um and in the gym and run it ran into the ring we had a battle royal uh <laughs> he, he does the worst macho man is probably the easiest uh, wrestler to imitate and he does the worst imitation i've ever heard <laughs> he should have um, he should have did roddy piper because in the yeah. in his younger years at least when we had him he 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 looked, like looked and and acted like Roddy Piper big time. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I see that. I see that. Um, one other a funny thi- story yeah, about sports. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say a fun, I got a funny story about sports, but go ahead. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just finish with with football really quick. Is is yeah, a lot of things just like you're you're, you're saying, uh, uh, brace it with your brother. Like it, it uh, a lot of things would have to go on hold because that was just important. Uh, football was so important and. Of course, two a day started in mid-August, and you know, hey, it, it paid off. We won the state championship. Oh yeah, hell year. yeah, that was and, great. I was and, there. <laughs> and for us, yeah, the junior year was, you know, we were really paying our dues, and I feel like, you know, that was a huge investment to be able to do well our senior year. So yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. That and driver's licenses too. I think that was part of it. I remember toward the end, for us guys would like, well, I'll come. Oh, you know, we're not starting yet. I'm gonna. Let me go, you know, go to Arvin Dix and grab something. And, and I don't know, it was just harder to, 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 to keep everybody, uh, keep everyone together. Speaking of Mr. Raleigh, he let us use one of, like, the middle of the actual rollout wrestling mats. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. For, for one of the spring battles. Yeah, a bunch of my brother's oh, buddies awesome. showed up with it. So, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. 
Yeah, I think that was that's awesome. That was before we ended up getting the the other mats right. that we had that you guys probably wrestled on with us. But uh, but yeah, that that uh, that kind of helped out. <laughs> that was like one of our big shows, one of our spring battle shows, and uh, and I don't remember the whole deal there. Uh, but I think it was Lee Fragoso because he was living with them. Him and I talked, and he was like, he was like, hey, I'll just get you guys a mat. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah, him you know, and my next, my... a bunch of other guys go showed up. Go, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say our next-door neighbors had um... – oh, one other thing I'll add to you real quick. But our next-door neighbors had a dance studio, and uh, she let us borrow some of her mats a few times. Um, and, you know, one other thing, too, I don't know if you guys did this, but we ended up where – uh, we had uh, ultimately we had three different, uh, four different actual play outside places uh, where we wrestled. So that you know that made it kind of cool. Uh, once was in, uh, in in one of our uh, friends' barns uh, and, and because it's cold outside. Halloween havoc. We didn't take we didn't take that name from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was inside a barn. <laughs> well, that'd be a cool fact, setup. Of, as a matter of fact, one of our one of the the guy who. Um, who, who it was uh demo had the barn and uh his character he was the gunslinger uh he was a, he was an old old west guy he actually went came he came to the ring on one of his horses so we had him really? come to the ring on a horse that's awesome oh, that is cool that is cool hey uh, hey wood what were you gonna say you were i think you were gonna tell a bud riley story no, no, that gets a sport, too. It was kind of going back to, like, it was more basketball. I remember it was kind of when we were getting – it was probably my sophomore year. It was right before we, we ended things. I remember we had a big match, me and Defoe, and I had this one scripted out. It was basically like the old, you know, uh, Sting, Flair, Steamboat, Flair, chop matches where we, we, we basically literally chopped each other probably 50 <laughs> times during that match, and my chest was bleeding. Oh. And I remember, like, the next day I had open gym uh, at, at, at basketball. And we, we were playing shirts and skins, and people were like, what the heck happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got my it scabbed. But, uh, yeah, just hilarious. You I know? had that with cuts on my forehead. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. uh, no, I, I don't know if – I don't think they were around when you were, Scott, but um, – but uh, Steve, um, you know, I, I I know you were around when ICP came and wrestled with us. Uh, did you know, like, when they showed up? Well, I don't know. You might not have even been watching it when they showed up in ECW and then later WWF and then even later in that WCW. Um, if you were watching it, did you realize who they actually were? That 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 they were the guys that had wrestled with us before. No, you know, I'll, I'll tell you specifically, I know when I put the two and two together was um, I saw uh, uh, Brace's brother, Jeff, at a party and, uh, he, and we were talking about, um, uh, oh, shoot, what, what, we, he went by his real name back then. It doesn't come to mind right now, but um, he says, hey, uh, Joe Bruce, right? He yeah, says, Joe, you know, Bruce. Joe Bruce is an ICP. And I, I'm like, huh? And he's like, Joe Bruce is an ICP. And I'm like, insane clown posse? And he's like, yeah. And I, and no. So I didn't know they were they were in wrestling. You know, total double take. And uh, and uh, but no, I, but but I remember him. In fact, that Coach Kurt show I mentioned, I remember him wrestling as Corporal Daryl Daniels on that. And I think I said something to him like after the show or something. Like I was it. And I, I used to wrestle, you know, with you guys in Oxford, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, I don't know that he, he, he remembered me, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I definitely, you know, uh, I remember it back then. 
Now, uh, now you guys talked about this uh, with me on your other podcast, uh, but yeah. now you can get it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, because uh, you guys were asking me about, um, uh, or about, or I, I told you the story about how Brace Femur claims that he gave the, yeah. the clown gimmick to ICP. <laughs> so let's get it directly from him right now. <laughs> Yeah, that could be 100% true. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember where we're at because uh, we, were, we were in the ring, uh, Joe and I, and he was talking about their band. Like, they were the uh, inner city dog beats, and then they were the inner city police, and their gimmick was they were dressing up like officers of the law, if you will. You know, and then so... And so I said, well, you're just biting off a big boss, man. Because we had something I'd say he was biting off of some gimmick, and then he would say, oh, I'm biting off another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember those guys used to used to accuse yeah. uh, everyone of biting off everything back then, yeah. but those guys were doing the same thing. Yeah. So mm. so we, we got talking, and I'm like, you might, you might as well just dress up as, as clowns and bite off a doink the clown. And I kind of said it in jest, and then I'm like, you know, that would be, I mean, really, that'd be pretty cool. Nobody's, you know, ever done that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I said nobody's ever done it, but I said, man, that'd be pretty cool. And then we just kind of left it. You know, we talked a little bit more about their music. They had a song about their Oxford posse on one of their, one of their demo tapes. But yeah, so I think that was the genesis of the uh, Insane Clown Posse. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I swear, strike me down, you know, on a stack of Bibles or whatever. That's at least that was the conversation then. Now, is there that's awesome? Now, is there anything else? Uh, I, I know we talked about a couple other things, and I was like, well, I don't really know. You'd have to ask Brace. Uh, do you remember any anything else that we talked about um, that I that I couldn't answer for you? I, I had I had one and. Um, it was related to the idea of when the boxing matches were held. <laughs> oh, okay. And that I was there, and it was awesome. But where did that come up from? And I and I want to say I could be mistaken, Brace, but did, were you guys videotaping on the roof that yeah, night? Yeah. Or am I wrong? You are right. I videotaped from okay. like a bunch of different, oh, a couple different spots on that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah that mean, that came about. That came about uh, my brother Brian, him and I think Mike Federenchik. They were the two. They were they were the okay. two heads of the heads of that snake, <laughs> and they came up with it. And they they asked they asked if I'd promote it for them. They paid me for it. <laughs> they gave me twenty bucks to promote the thing, and you know, put the ring up and everything. Oh yeah, that was great. Got called down to the office about halfway through school the Friday that it was going to happen because word got around pretty quick and they called me oh, to the yeah. office and wanted to find out what was going on. They're ready to call my parents because I had a little rep in that school anyway with the office. So they wanted to make sure everything <laughs> they thought I was throwing a bash, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the card started, the cops showed up. I remember oh, them yeah. walking, walking through the, yeah. walking through the front woods there. And I had to go out and I was talking to him like this is boxing. There's no alcohol here, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, hey, I was, wasn't there a, well, I'm sorry. Wasn't no. there a cover charge? Yeah. Yeah. They did charge. I think they charged like two bucks maybe. Uh, or, I don't remember. 
Yeah, I was like, I think I think they charged <laughs> one or two bucks for it. Yeah, I was kind of hoping. I think I was the champion of the MWA at the time, so I was kind of <laughs> hoping to uh, to promote us uh, somehow in the main event, <laughs> but uh, but it didn't end up happening. But uh, okay, guys, uh, we're we're kind of running out of time here. So, um, uh, what what do you got coming up on your podcast that you can let people know about, and, and where can they listen to it? Well, they can listen to any uh, any platform. Basically, iTunes is the most popular, but we're on Google Play and, and anything else out there. Um, it's called Remember When. You can type that in. You can type in Scott Woods Sea Fisheries. You pop up. Um, the, the episode we got out right now is kind of a unique one. We went away from music. We talked about the 1987 Detroit Tigers, which was kind of a fun one. Oh, yeah. But it was the last year they made the playoffs for like almost 20 years, 19 years to be exact. So it was kind of right. fun, um, but we're kind of jumping all over the map. Uh, we'll probably have another music one coming up. We'd like to go back to wrestling again. Um, we haven't discussed that really since uh, December. Um, so we'd like to get back on that. But it's been a lot of fun. Plus, you've got a Twitter handle now. It's at uh, at remember, oh, no, at Podcast Win. Uh, at Podcast Win. So, Fish, you got anything else? No, no. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for asking us about. If uh, you're into if you're into podcasts, check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's easy to find too. You know, if you just go out and do your generic search with your favorite search engine, you know, it it'll, it'll come up because it's kind of a. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a unique name, you know. But I I don't see anybody else having anything close to that. Yeah, but you guys do a you guys really do a great job on there. Yeah, I like your uh, intro. Yeah, that's oh. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's great. How about hair metal had to die when it died? <laughs> that is the greatest quote. That is the greatest quote I've ever heard. Uh, any any quick parting words, guys? And uh, thanks a lot for coming on here. Yeah, it was great having you guys on. No, we appreciate it. I I, I just can't thank you enough. You guys do a great job too. Um, I've been listening to the and watching, which is great. The live stream's great. You guys have come up with some great themes. It's a great. I'm letting people, everyone, know to check it out. You guys do a fantastic job, and really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. We appreciate that. Yeah, you guys. You guys. Hey, you guys do a great job, and and uh, really, really fun to be on. And you know, the backyard wrestling was it was you know it kept us out of trouble. I, I thought it taught me lessons, you know, how to how to you know run run something like that. Hell so, yeah, it uh, did. It's been great, great memories. And so, and a lot of those are included with you guys. So thanks for having us on. All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for being here. And I will be anxiously checking my PO box every day for those DVDs, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you guys some stuff too. Once I start uh, transferring everything over. So we're going to have to talk again. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, thanks. Take care. Great hearing from Thank you guys. You. you too. Thanks guys. All right. Have a good night. All right. Um, so, uh, as always, thanks for being here, Brace Beamer. Uh, thanks for having me, Mad Dog. Great job as usual. <laughs> uh, you too. And uh, I'd like to encourage everyone to keep checking the Butch Blood page for our future shows. Hopefully, we will be here uh, next week. Yeah, and, and also uh, for archive, check out on TV. And uh, you can find on TV, that's the local Lake Orion uh, studio. And you can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Facebook. They're all over the place. So um, 
Take care, everybody. Hopefully, we will, like I said, see everybody next week. All right. Have a good night, everyone. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them on Facebook. They're all over the place. So...